Yeah, there's some stuff I can talk about and some stuff I can't. Welcome to the Corner Booth, where conversation is on the house and everybody has a story to tell. We were all kids once. That means we each had a favorite toy. Now, depending on your age, that could be a G.I. Joe aircraft carrier or a Howdy Doody puppet. Traditionally, toys are something we're told to outgrow. But what kid, or adult for that matter, wouldn't dream about having a job where they got to play with toys for a living? For me, as a kid and an adult, there's no better toy than Lego. That's why I was so excited to talk to Paul Hollingsworth. Paul is a guy that was able to take his love for Lego and his experience working in the film industry and turn it into the kind of career that the kid inside all of us dream of. Please enjoy my conversation with Paul Hollingsworth, the mastermind behind Digital Wizard Studios. That's worth its weight in gold anyway, right? Sure, man. Like, I don't have an NBC deal or a Universal deal or anything. But the fact that, like, 16 million people can go watch a movie that we've made is is pretty incredible. I've been making Lego videos for probably about 20 years now. We originally started doing just fun videos and then stopped for a little bit, you know, had a kid and all that. But then it started up again about six years ago. Uh, my friend Brent and I, we made a Lego animation for one of uh, for a film festival. And we did it in a very short amount of time. Uh, we're both really crafty with VFX, so we're able to build, animate, and make a whole movie in like 10 days. Um, we ended up winning that film festival, and then we made another film, Batman's Day Off. And then we won that festival, or that little uh, competition that that was in. And then we just kept making movies on YouTube. Uh, I think we made about 12 movies in our first year. And Batman's Day Off ended up getting about a million hits. With Lego animation, we were able to pretty much create any kind of story that we want. Now, you said that got a million hits? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lego Batman's Day Off. Yeah, I think right now it's at like, it's just probably shy of two million hits. YouTube is a great distribution platform because it allows a creator like myself to be able to put things out there and reach an audience that I normally not be able to hit. And to date, I think we've got something like 30 or 40 million views on our YouTube channel, which is, is pretty incredible for guys who just started making videos off their kitchen table or in their garage or whatnot. What does 30 or 40 million views mean? The best thing about getting views on YouTube is that there is a tiny bit of monetization. It's not very much. The other thing it does is it gives us some street cred for being able to make viral videos and tap into a market of what people want. Now, what toy makers want is toy makers want engaging videos that show their products off in cool and fun ways. So that allows us to get clients like Spin Master or Lego or Good Morning America and be able to make videos for them in little fun creative ways so that's how we've been really able to like grow digital wizard studios out from a two-man operation in my garage to there's like 10 to 12 of us here on any project at any given time we haven't talked about what digital wizards is yet and i guess that's what we were maybe sort of building up to is how you turned just doing these videos for fun into the company you run today 
it kind of started with all those viral videos and there was a team of you know myself and a couple of friends and we would all put in our efforts on everything from writing to doing the voices to animating building the sets post audio all the music and everything we put together these you know these fun crazy little viral videos that same team still helps build all the movies that we're doing for our clients nowadays so we've done a number of web series for uh, toy companies and every toy line from Flush Force to Tech Deck Dudes to Paw Patrol to Bunchums to um, there's been some Lego stuff for Mixels. But it's it's been pretty much the same team, the same players that have have sort of uh, been staying with Digital Wizards. We were working out of my house and then there was about 15 of us working out of my house and that ended up being like, it's too many people in one house. So yeah, so we ended up getting the studio space and moving down to Los Angeles. So currently, we have a setup for filming this Lego Batman in virtual reality, where we are going to drive a real Lego Batmobile throughout an 80 square foot city built completely out of Lego bricks. You're getting paid to do this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the great thing about, you know, doing these videos now is that we do have clients backing up, you know, whether it's Lego or Google or IGN or like, yeah, we have a number of clients that, you know, we're able to help them by making branded content for them. This goes from you mm -hmm. getting back into your childhood Lego hobby to mm -hmm. making some videos with your friends at your house to then a mm -hmm. viable company. And now you're working with major brands. Like what happened well, along the way? Well, I guess the part I may have left out is there were a hundred videos to get to this point. Uh, we had a couple of really big viral hits and the viral hits like Lego Jurassic Park and Lego Ghostbusters. Uh, those are two of our bigger videos. Um, Jurassic Park was one of the most widely shared Lego videos because uh, my daughter helped animate on it. She's a great little animator. She's a feisty little kid, but she was only eight years old when we made that, when we animated that video together. But people love a story with a father and daughter working together. Uh, so we got picked up by like a lot of news outlets and stuff. So we were on the news. We were on the Today Show. We were on Good Morning America. Then Good Morning America hired us to make a video for them because they loved us so much. And then that got us even more publicity. But there were also a lot of blogs that wanted to share the story of a uh, father-daughter working together. And we just had so many scenes from Jurassic Park. So, you know, because stop motion takes so long, a lot of stop motion videos tend to be fairly short. Now, some of these videos that we've done are about four minutes long which means that we've been working on them for three to four months. So that really helped put us on the map. Then with Ghostbusters, it is it was shared very organically. We didn't get the same news coverage that we got from, Go from uh, Jurassic Park, but we were able to – it spread farther and faster. We launched it right before the all-female Ghostbusters movie came out, but everybody loves the original Ghostbusters movie. After Batman – then Jurassic Park, yeah. then Ghostbusters, and then now you made it happen for yourself. Like you're creating opportunities because there is no path from where you started to where you're at now. We had this, I had this really odd run in with Mark Ruffalo, who plays the Hulk. I showed him one of our Lego movies. It was, I showed him Lego Avengers. 
It was shortly after Avengers had just come out in theater. And I was in New York City on vacation, and we ran into Mark Ruffalo at a hot dog cart. And I showed him the movie on my phone, and he said, yeah, man, if people aren't going to hire you, you just got to keep making your own thing, man. Just keep making your own thing. Just keep at it. And I was like, damn, I'm like, Mark Ruffalo is going to tell me to keep making things? All right, man, I'm just going to keep making videos. Yeah, when the Incredible Hulk is endorsing your products. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, but that's the thing is like some people uh, wait around for opportunity and you just you have to kind of make the opportunities for yourself. You know, we live in a culture nowadays where you can put anything out on YouTube, you can monetize it. Brands are looking for so much content so you can make branded content. You know, a lot of these these branded videos, they're pretty fun and crazy little videos. And like, I love being able to, to make these things and, and work with the team that I get to, to build and develop. And it's just, it's fun. You know, we get to work with our best friends. Everybody gets to make money. You know, it really is living the dream. We're bouncing all over the place, but you didn't just come out from under a rock and start making Lego videos. Uh, I'd gone to film school in Canada, in Thunder Bay. And once I had graduated, uh, I really was onto the post-production side of things. I love post-production. It is a great way to shape stories. So uh, I started working as an edit assistant and then worked my way up to an editor and cameraman. And I would shoot documentaries. We'd also shoot like uh, recreation shows. And one of the recreation shows we did was this show called Creepy Canada. It was the first series I ever got to work on. And I'd shoot and do the VFX for it. Creepy Canada is a show. It's a really kind of silly travel show. But they will talk to people who've seen ghosts or who think they've seen ghosts. Right. And, then, and then we would recreate those scenes. Uh, then eventually I started shooting and editing a show called Chop Cut Rebuild. And that helped me move from Canada down to the United States. Uh, but that got me into the Editor's Guild, and then that way I was able to edit some feature films. It really helped having a background in post-production, because technically I could move a story through all of its pieces. I could drive a motion by editing, and then uh, we're also able to control the quality digitally um, as we kind of move through the whole process. I have been very hands-on with you know how we build the sets, what materials we do. Uh, now as I'm directing and producing, uh, I've had to sort of open the team up a little bit more. Um, the great thing with that is that I'm able to get a lot of great skilled artists. Uh, we have a wonderful art director right now, Nalani Williams, who has built an incredible set for our Deadpool VR video. The level of detail in this set is something that is just outstanding. But it is a murder mystery that takes place in VR 180. And it is all done with stop motion with 12-inch action figures. The lights go down. Someone's murdered. And who can it be? So it's a murder mystery. But the whole time we're in Deadpool's apartment. The great thing about this in a VR 180 experience is if you're watching this video with a headset on, you'll actually feel like you're the size of a toy and that you're in Deadpool's apartment. This is for Google. It is going to be playing on YouTube, and it'll play on the Digital Wizard Studios YouTube channel, uh, and then it'll also play on Google's VR channels as well. So there's got to be an interesting story there. How do you stumble into a job like that? I just pitched on it because I've had to make so many videos. 
I just have to write and pitch very often, probably uh, at least six to ten times a month. We're pitching on new projects. But what it does is it forces you to have to write stories quickly and come up with concepts quickly and then follow through. So the great thing with this Google project is that VR 180 stop motion has never been done before. And that is something where everyone in the company sort of came together to develop how this was going to happen. I used to do everything myself. And then now that we have a whole team and a whole studio behind us, it makes it easier to do projects that we can have everyone chip in on. So it just comes out with a better better final product, and uh, the videos just look incredible. But you have done some work with Star Wars, correct? You know, uh, as an editor, I've gotten to be able to go to Disney Studios and, and kind of see everything that's going on over there. But then actually going over there and working there was so much fun. Yeah, I don't want to it's get weird, you in any it's trouble. It's weird, Steve. Yeah, I, actually, yeah, there's some stuff I can talk about and some stuff I can't. So yeah. we just have to kind of be. You, you, yeah, I won't ask any questions. You tell me what you can tell me. Yeah, I'm wondering like how much I could even tell you. You from know what? what I let's, told you already. Let's not even go there. Then. Maybe I can actually tell you what. How about you ask me again, and I'll give you like a very simple. Well, okay, I did, I, okay, okay. Were you seeing stuff before everybody else saw stuff? Yes, some stuff. Some stuff was already already online yeah let's see let's see if i can come up with a better answer or or more uh, importantly did you see anything that we still haven't seen oh no okay no. okay all right damn yeah i know there's probably a lot of people are pitching for that project uh but the one thing digital wizards has been known for is building epic sets right um the other thing is you do have to – this is Los Angeles, so you do have to build relationships with people. You know, I've been friends with a lot of the people from Disney for a couple of years. So, you know, we try to look out for each other and try to make sure that we can help each other out. Where does that leave off? Is it, hey, when we need to do the next Lego thing, we'll give you a call? You know, the good thing about making epic viral Lego movies is that's one of the things we're known for is people love our sets – People love the style in which we build in, and we do get a lot of those calls. Why does everybody want to see whatever it is done in Lego form? I think it's because Lego looks innocent and fun. It is for both boys and girls and adults, so everybody can play with it. Everyone's got a lot of it or has a little bit of it or at least has you know, has had some in their lives, whereas maybe not everyone has had a Barbie doll or not everyone has had uh, a Hot Wheels but probably the thing that drives the need for Lego movies is the minifigure. You have these tiny little figures. They have a ton of articulation with them. They can be designed, customized. You could make pretty much anything you possibly want. And plus, it's got such a fun little design to it. Like, these guys look so delightful. You know, we made this Lego Overwatch video series for IGN. And then eight months later, Lego announces that they're going to license Overwatch. You know, that's that's very interesting to me. And I was hoping we could talk about it. I'm sure it's another one of those situations where you can only say so much. But was there a direct correlation? You guys did launch. No. You don't we think? Just, we launched. I don't think so. I think we launched the videos. I think 40 million people play Overwatch. It would be nice to think that, like, somebody saw our video and thought, oh, that'd be cool. But what does surprise me is that actually Lego is going for this kind of violent video game. Typically, Lego has sort of steered away from violence on this kind of scale before. 
you know, they've had pirates and they've had medieval knights and whatnot, but they've never done soldiers. Maybe it's futuristic enough. Or maybe, like, we don't even, we haven't even seen the line that which Lego is going to produce for these Overwatch things. Uh, James Banks, one of our master builders, and I came up with a Finding Nemo set uh, that we did on Ideas. It is, it is really hard to get 10,000 votes. So I guess, you know, for those of you who don't know what Ideas is, uh, Ideas is a Lego-sponsored platform where fans can submit their own designs. If you submit your design and you get 10,000 votes, then they Lego will actually consider buying that set. It's clunky, and it's also become a lot like um, Lego YouTube channels or Lego Flickr feeds. Dudes have followings, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that's actually the way to make that successful. So it might not even be your first design that you put on Lego Ideas that ends up getting it. But let's say you were to put a, a new design up every single week. You could probably expand your base... But that means you'd have to be designing Lego sculptures all the time. Lego is a toy. It's meant to be played with. I don't really believe like Lego should be a collectible. It's, it is interesting that people buy it and sell it like stock. Tell me about your Lego club. Like that's another, the, the lugs, that's a thing. Yeah, so a lug is a Lego users group. It is a club for guys who love Lego and gals who love Lego. And they usually build and do things for the community. I'm a member of Hollywood Lug. And we are based in Los Angeles, and we focus on stop-motion animation and movie-type builds. Our next event is actually we're going to go, go to teach Girl Scouts how to use stop-motion animation. And we're bringing them a bunch of different sets so that we can teach them how to animate. We can teach them how to storyboard. We can teach them how to tell their own stories. And we're going to show them these like a little program that they can download on their phones and they can film and animate their own videos to really like just empower them and let them tell their own stories. If you're a kid and you have a hobby, let's say your hobby is RC cars, learn everything you can about RC cars. Or if your hobby is Lego and you love building, challenge yourself to build things that you would never normally build. Try to build things sideways, upside down, use pieces in a way that you would normally not use them, and then just keep doing it. I've been doing this for, I guess, I started playing with Lego since I was four, so now I've been doing it for over 30 years, and I've been making videos since I was 16, and every video just gets better and better and better. So I'd say just keep doing it. Follow your passions, follow your dreams. Even if you can't turn it into a full-time job, it will bring you happiness. Ingenuity creativity, and a little something left over from your childhood. I mean, that's what the best dreams are built on, right? Ask around and somebody might tell you different. But then you look at somebody like Paul Hollingsworth, and he shows you otherwise. See, it doesn't matter what inspires you. What's important is that you're inspired at all. And like we learned today, even something as simple as a children's toy like Lego can inspire big, big opportunities in life. There's no sure route to fame and fortune. But happiness? Well, sometimes it just feels good to do what you love. And when you can make your hobby your job, are you ever really working at all? Be sure to check out Digital Wizards on YouTube and see what they're up to at digitalwizards.tv. And if you do decide to stop by, tell them you heard their name from me. Last call, everybody. I don't remember what I did.